O Lord, open our lips, and our mouths will declare your praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The scripture for today is Psalm 27. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's word as we listen to Psalm 27, I Will See Your Goodness, by Greg LaFollette. After an improvisatory opening, a light and lilting melody is established by the lead vocalist. As the song comes to a close, the driving rhythms diminish in order to allow the voices free reign as they sing, I am sure of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord.
Psalm 27, verses 1 through 14. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me up high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make melody to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, Seek my face. My heart says to you, Your face, Lord, do I seek. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. O you who have been my help. Cast me not off. Forsake me not, O God of my salvation. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and they breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Malcolm Gladwell, in his book, The Bomber Mafia, dedicates a lot of time and attention to the highly decorated and very complicated World War II general Curtis LeMay. While it's hard to know exactly what to make of LeMay's legacy, one thing was absolutely certain about the man. He was obsessed with planes. Everything about them absolutely captivated him. And that obsession began when LeMay was just a boy. In his memoirs, which were otherwise just plain, straightforward prose, LeMay tells a story that sounds more like poetry than anything else. He writes, Suddenly, in the air above me appeared a flying machine. It came from nowhere. There it was, and I wanted to catch it. It was 1910. LeMay was five years old, and he was in the backyard of the struggling neighborhood where his family lived in Columbus, Ohio. And that plane was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen. He ran across neighbors' backyards, vacant lots, down sidewalks, but of course he couldn't actually catch it. And after it was gone, he says he went back home and wept. He didn't know how to respond to such beauty. 
And that encounter with beauty changed the entire trajectory of his life. See, beauty is able to do that. And we see that here in this psalm. In Psalm 27, David describes the power beauty has to move and transform us, to enable us to endure just about anything that life has to throw at us. In verse 3, David, the psalmist, writes, Though an army encamp against me. And later on in verse 10, he says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me. What David is doing here is running the gamut of human suffering. He looks first at external dangers that he has faced, literal armies laying in wait for him, desiring to eat up his flesh like wild animals. Then he looks at internal threats, being forsaken by his own parents, his family. He's running the gamut of human pain and loss, saying, if I were to face the greatest imaginable pain in this life, there is one thing that I know would get me through. And in verse 4, he writes, One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. David doesn't say, God, let me know that I'm going to triumph over this army, or assure me that my foundational relationships will be restored, then I will be all right. No, instead he says, God, let me see more of you. Allow me to behold your beauty. Then I know I'll be okay. This is my one thing. So I'd encourage you to take some time in these next few moments and throughout the day to reflect on the beauty of God. Observe what he has made and give him glory. Think on the beauty of his grace and how that has been revealed in Jesus. See, that's the sort of beauty that can bolster us to face whatever life has to throw our way. Let's close now with this ancient prayer from Columbanus. I beseech you, merciful God, to allow me to drink from the stream that flows from your fountain of life. May I taste the sweet beauty of its waters, which sprang from the very depths of your truth. O Lord, you are that fountain from which I desire with all my heart to drink. Give me, Lord Jesus, this water that I may quench the burning spiritual thirst within my soul and purify me from all sin. I know, King of glory, that I am asking from you a great gift, but you give to your faithful people without counting the cost, and you promise even greater things in the future. 
Indeed, nothing is greater than yourself, and you have given yourself to humankind on the cross. Therefore, in praying for the waters of life, I am praying that you, the source of those waters, will give yourself to me. You are my light, my salvation, my food, my drink, my God. 